Welcome to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Thank you so much for listening. Today we're going to talk about the series Ark of the Scythe. I hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This particular series is a journey through a futuristic world that's not much different from our world. Except that in this world, no one dies. And the people in the story are trying to figure out how to deal with things like that. Immortality and the need to keep the population from exploding. And also how to retain their humanity in a perfect world. They, everything that, um, that we're dealing with now in the re- in this real world it keeps us busy so in the in this perfect world they kind of have to um find things to do to stay busy but they do they they manage to find things to do and most people seem pretty happy now the uh, author is really good at keeping the plot going And he even manages to keep it going through three books. And these books are not short. The first one is around, is is over 400 pages. The second one's about 500. And the last one is over 600 pages. Okay, the first book is called Scythe. And if you, you may know that a scythe is a type of sharp blade. So the Ark of the Scythe is the name of the series, and the first book is the, is just Scythe. This book is focused on developing the main characters and the basic plot that will run throughout all three books. Um, this, the plot is that since people no longer die of natural causes because death and disease have been um, eradicated, um, and people can just live forever in order to prevent overpopulation people must be killed in other ways and the way the people the you know think tanks of the the world came up with is a group of people called scythes are chosen based on their honorable um character they're trained and they're given the special task of killing people. The profession is supposed to be a very honorable one, but in our story, got to have some bad guys. So a faction arises that enjoys killing a little too much. And not only that, one of them wants to rule the whole world. So our main characters and are are the heroes of the story. Their names are Rowan and Citra. And 
they are chosen to become scythes, but first they have to go through a training and then they have to enter a, they have to go through a test. Well, only one of them is going to pass that test because of some shenanigans of the bad guy. So in the first book, we get to go through their training with them as they learn how to use the various weapons and poisons and, and they're, they're assigned to different uh, experienced scythes that teach them about being a scythe. And also Rowan and Citra develop a special friendship. The rest of the book is about what happens after their training ends and the increasing evil in the bad group of scythes. In book two, which is called Thunderhead, we meet up again with the same characters and then some new ones are introduced. This book is especially focused on the Thunderhead, which is the computer that runs the world. Now, what what happened was the computer, well, basically, there was so much knowledge in the world that the knowledge was all in the cloud and and that knowledge became a sentient being. And some people actually think that's going to happen in real life. Do I think that? No. And they call that the singularity, I think. But anyway, they give this computer a name. It's called the Thunderhead. And the Thunderhead is simply the computer that controls the world. It, and in order to do its work, there are cameras everywhere. There are microphones inside your house, all over the place, um, and computers so that the computer, the Thunderhead, can intervene at any second to prevent problems and to fix problems and to also talk to the people and give them advice and guidance and even, you know, um, he's even like a, like a counselor. He cares about the people and, uh, he doesn't have emotions per se, but he almost does. He's logical, he's unbiased, and he's very wise. And he can do all the things that today's futurists dream of, such as moderate the weather, predict bad things, and prevent bad things, and good things, predict good things. It can help people get jobs. It um, it does everything. Um, it... it, it uh, People have not only accepted this computer as being their world leader, but they actually prefer it because it doesn't have the same problems that humans do, such as being power hungry or dying. So in this book, a new character is introduced that is very special to the Thunderhead. He has parents who don't really care about him, so the Thunderhead is almost like his surrogate father. Um, the bad guys in this story keep getting worse and trying to take over, 
and the good guys keep trying to thwart them and at the very end there is a very dramatic scene where a lot of people a lot of changes happen now this was one this was my favorite of the three books i i really enjoyed the the point of view of the uh, thunderhead it was really interesting and just a whole lot of really uh, interesting little stories um, so in in the end of that book um second book um there's just there's just a whole bunch of different plots coming on coming up that are continued in book three the toll in book three the the author um talks about the tonists the tonists are actually the main the main characters in quite a bit of the story and there's actually several storylines going in this very long book and the author just they're happening all over the world so he has to go from one storyline to another you may even need to keep a little cheat sheet to remember what what character is what and actually you might want to start that from book one so in this story um the toll is introduced as a prophet um, because the thunderhead only speaks to him because of the things that happen in book two the toll is the only person that the thunderhead speaks to he no longer speaks to the rest of the people in the world um, two main characters are brought back from the dead and from the last book but and they they have they have a lot of scenes but they're they're not the main characters in in this third book. The main plot in this book is trying to save the world because the bad scythes have taken over. Um, the ending is is pretty exciting and and very creative, but also a little bit of a letdown. Just. I don't know what I was kind of hoping for, but it was just not quite all I wanted it to be, but I still liked it. Side note, it was obvious in this book that the author um, has an understanding of religious concepts. And even though he does not present a pro-God perspective, it is not anti-God either. He, he leaves it open to the reader. And he does not preach, you know, one way or the other. He does make some, there's like one or two like evolution comments somewhere in the book, but it's definitely not a uh, big theme. I definitely would have loved to have had another book to read after that one in the series because there was so much more that you can imagine happening. If you enjoy futuristic stories and would like one with a little twist where the future is actually pretty good uh, this is a great series for you i hope you'll read it and let me know what you think and sorry about the barking dog thanks for listening